Welcome to episode 2 of If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me. Daniel here. Just a note before this episode, we recorded this and episode 1 together, so you'll notice some level of continuity throughout. If you haven't checked that out, please do. Also, in case we didn't emphasize this at the very start, this is not a recap podcast. That isn't to say that we're not going to discuss the episode, review it, analyze it, etc., but it does imply that we're going to spoil the entire series as we go, and possibly other television series as well. Now, Kelly and I, we adore Buffy, but we do not place it on some kind of pedestal where taking the piss out of it is out of the question. Now, if you haven't seen Buffy before and you want a great review-as-you-go type of podcast, there's going to be tons of them popping up, especially for this 20th anniversary. But once you do finish, or if you've seen it once like me or a half dozen times like Kelly, we're going to be here to hang out. We'll keep a couple bottles of Black Frost on ice for you. Anyway, here's to episode two, The Harvest. Start of episode two with Buffy running after Xander and Willow, who she well, I guess she escaped Luke's grasp. That was a good ending. Yeah, I well, enjoyed that, that. It doesn't start right. Well, there. no, it's to be continued. And all right, fine, whatever. She yeah. gets out of Luke's grasp. Obviously, she runs off and she just punches a guy who was going to maybe Willow or Xander, I forget. And then they just run away. And then they find Xander who was unscathed. Because he always will be. He's like, oh my oh, god. Oh, except I, for when he gets his eye poked know. out. No big right, deal. You know, let's, let's keep that to ourselves for now. Um, I love. I love that we go to the theme song on Netflix with with Buffy going, Jesse. <laughs> like she fucking cares. Yeah. Give a shit. Mm-hmm. You met all of these people one day ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, Willow later and like Xander being like, we're team. We're team. This is it. And also, I'm gonna say right now, I fucking hate this. I don't want nothing to do with that. And if, Them you say that, that? if you say that, I'm going to beep it out of every episode. Oh, I'm going to say. Beep, What's wrong beep. with that? But when you said that the first time, I just I rolled my eyes so hard that I've never recovered. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying Why? when we do it, what we're beeping it. it. Why? I think it's just dumb. I think it's lazy. Oh, then I'm going to make a point to say. Every episode. We're beeping it off. They're not going <laughs> to even know what we're saying. Uh, so season one theme is theme. Uh, I don't really like it at all. Yeah, it's rough. The, yeah. the music um, rough. Yeah, I like that um, That Xander... You know, here's the thing. Xander can be Xander, and it's fine. But I enjoyed Xander being like, we are having a conversation right now with vampires in it, <laughs> and I have a problem with that. Yeah. And I was like, Xander, I love you. Because that's <laughs> correct. That is inherently a problem. Um, also, yeah, the way that they... Yeah. It just lends further credence to the fact that they don't actually care about Jesse. They didn't actually know. Because, yeah. like, Xander's upset enough to, like, slam a book down on a table. Well, and also tell your parents. I mean, this is another trope that just c- continues ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Where's Jesse par- Jesse's where, parents? Where are they? Where, where are they? Absolutely. So, um, I also, I'm just going to say it right now, Giles setting the rules f- for this universe is 
Dope City. I love that in episode one or two, they're letting us know these are what vampires can do and what they cannot do. They mm-hmm. can't fly. Zoom, zoom. Call back to driving. the movie. I love that they were just like, yeah, zoom, zoom. Oh, fly. No, no, no. Just drive. They could just drive cars because <laughs> they're normal people. I love that. I Is thought that, the that was speech really... where he's like, all manner of things will be unleashed. Incubi. Succubi. He's just like laying the books down. Or is that before? No. That before? What are you talking about, Buffy? I can't remember. I think that's that was before. That was before. Yeah, this was just them palling around. In the just mourning Jesse's death. <laughs> mourning, quote unquote, because well, no I like one how Giles cares. Said, I mean, Giles, his quote was pretty good. It's like, that's not your friend. There. Oh, yeah. That's who killed your friend. And I was and like, that's a, more the rule setting. Oh, yeah. no. You see, and that's the thing. That's where, like, the levity is really fun when it's like, oh, we're playing with fun rules, whatever. But that's serious. Yeah. That's real talk. And you wouldn't think a show like Buffy the Vampire Slayer in some silly way is going to go that deep. And even right now, they're not really exploring that concept. But they do. We get into that kind of stuff. And it's kind of a, it's a weird, you know, it's like Joss kind of, he knew what he kind of wanted to do with this. And I respect that a lot because... These are well-written episodes all around. Because even someone like Cordelia, her her ridiculousness is wonderful because you have to know that. But she's also kind of smart, but also kind of dumb. Like the whole thing with with Willow uh, doing the... um, Computer stuff. The programming. Yeah, she's like, oh, deliver. Oh, the delete key. It's like the moment before she had known what was going on telling Busy Phillips. Uh, Mercedes McNabb. It's actually her first appearance as Harmony. Who's Busy Phillips? Uh, she was in the the Dawson. She was also in. She was in Dawson. Um, I apologize to Mercedes. Freaks and Geeks. McNabb. Yeah, but she was actually the only cast member who was legitimately a teenager during filming Harmony, Weird. which I didn't even realize that she I was there from the second season or from sorry the second, the second episode. episode. Yeah, and that she, was does, she doesn't recur very often, no. but I love her. Harmony. <laughs> the Harmony has minions. Yeah, that was pretty much my reaction. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's just... Harmony has minions. Buffy, there's actually a more serious side to all this. I'm terrible, so because I'm having trouble breathing. <clears throat> well, she did come here to kill you. <laughs> Buffy, come on, they have killed once that we know of. She could be a threat to you. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty, pretty fun, and I think Willow kind of got the upper hand of Cordelia. Well, Cordelia, you did touch on this kind of as like in passing as a joke, but yeah. she, Cordelia is crazy mean to Willow. So mean. And uh, in that, that little bit of justice of deliver was great. Yeah. Uh, but I think you might be right. I think there is some like past trauma yeah. there where we literally know. will never know because it's never talked about. And Cordelia is now just a spirit, right? Oh, yeah. So they did it dirty. we're never going to. Yeah, they did. We ain't ever gonna know. No. And I love, I love the police. Like, why don't we just call the police? LOL, Willow. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, a giant child walks away. If only they believed us. <laughs> and then Willow's like, but we can just say it was Batman. And I was like, just say it's black, black man. Oh my god! And you're gonna get this some, is gonna get some reaction. White California, rich. Uh-huh. Like all you have to say is, that, oh, so a person of color might be in the area. What? We'll send twelve. Sorry. We'll send twelve. Oh, sorry, yeah, uh-huh. it's gonna go crazy. Also, I want to say that I mean, Xander is right off the bat. His knowledge of like the tunnel system of Sunnydale is pretty circumspect. I mean, I think he might have something to do with this. Yeah. Also, we kind of. Why does he know that? Well, there's an electrical system that, well, or electrical tunnel that runs Not only that, city. but he does end up showing up there on cue. He like mm. he knows. I mean, that's kind of kind of weird. Also, I love that Luke 
is like trying to defend himself against losing to Buffy. And the master is like, when's the last or something like when's the last time you've been beaten by a slayer? And he was like, 1843. No, 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 no. Yes, he does say that, and I'm so glad you brought that oh, up good. because I have a note about what? that because I didn't realize it. Like, yeah, he does say that. He says, uh, I think the line is something like, uh, "Somebody that bested you—that's proof enough that they, you know, Are you proof enough angel or that no, 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 okay. proof enough that you know Im- this isn't said, but implied yeah. that they are a slayer." But he says, uh, "18 whatever Madrid, he caught he caught me while I was sleeping." So that was a really interesting point because, Ooh. like, I mean, because men can't let women have anything. There's always been fanboys that are like, why, why isn't there a boy slayer, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Uh, and then in the comics, then when they have the crossover with Frey in season eight, yeah. uh, Frey's, yeah, Frey does have a, um, a twin brother who is theoretically a boy slayer, too. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that's supposed to be read into. I think this is one of those continuity, we don't care that much kind of things where Luke says he or it couldn't be that it wasn't implying that that person was a slayer. That is just the last time Luke was bested. Yeah. But the way it's phrased, it, it's it's framed like, we know this person must be a slayer because the last time Luke got his ass handed to him was by a slayer. And then he uses the pronoun he. So we're like, oh. Yeah. But uh, I really hope that's not true. I, I want to live the rest of my life knowing that there is only female slayers because I think it's garbage. Men don't need everything. The show is about a woman who is strong that is it. There could be Ben Slayers. No. Why? Stop it. Don't stop it. Speaking of hot takes, <laughs> the internet. The internet. <laughs> Kelly. Yes. The internet. The internet. Just an interrupt you. Who said you could interrupt, you stupid, useless fad? No, I said fad. And I'll say it again. On Netflix, when they say the net, because they, yeah. they do reference it as the oh, net, they put a capital yeah. N. Yeah, I think you have net. to. I think you'd have to. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you referring to? You know, not like, like a, a fishing net. net. Like a fishing net. Right. Yeah, right. No, so I thought it was. I thought it was wonderful, and I thought <laughs> I thought her having to go around the the county government's like, you know, security. I'm I'm air quoting right here. The security is garbage because in a pre 9 11 world. This information was actually available. Like, that was part of, like, the idea was to let not only, like, the public know, but also let, like, contractors and construction workers know where these lines were. Where was the oil? Where was the, the TV? Yeah, yeah, all of those things. And um, and after 9-11, that stuff was quietly yanked really? off of the internet. Yeah. Oh, because okay. of fears that something would happen to it. And so in the pre-9-11 world, I don't. I don't think Willow would have a rough time Actually, with the county of baby little. I mean, I think the problem would be that Sunnydale is a staff of one person, right. not to be smirched, the California Parks and Recs Department. <laughs> but in theory, there's one person putting the shit online. That person's like, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> Those plans never get out. Never get on. Yeah. So they're like, I'm about to get on the net, Giles. Blow your fucking mind. Oh, Giles okay, is like, okay, cool. Oh look, there's nothing there. I have proven that books are great. Yes. And Willow's like, Dear oh no, me robot Eugene doesn't happen. Oh man. That and would then be the world great. is a better place. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Why did we get on one? Why did we get on? I mean, the internet is solely to blame for that episode. It is, and I'm I'm pretty pissed off about it actually. Right now. <laughs> We're gonna take a ride on the internet, and today our destination is the World Wide Web. Let's start with the basics first. 
That sounded very British, didn't it? I just wanted you to go on the net. And then Willow, literally one millisecond after he says that, starts typing. (laughs) And then stopped. What the fuck did she type after that? What was important? There was no AIM. There was no Facebook. There's no Twitter. She didn't need to tweet this. Imagine this being in 21st century world where it's like, you know, I don't know. I this librarian over here trying to get me to look up some stuff because he's too lazy. Exactly. I'm, I, I just can't. I can't get on it. So that was pretty bad. He also, she called it a, a computer search at some oh, point. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's poor. It's great. It's, it's what it is. I love it. And the next thing you know, we'll be surfing the net. Just click, click, click. They've known Buffy for one day. Yes. And they are willing to go to the ends of the earth. They're like, I will come down to the sewers with you. They are going to live you. and die by Buffy. They're going to live and die by Buffy. And I feel like no one's going to die except everyone else. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. Everyone else dies. Angel. Doesn't die. Is Angel. He's already He's very dead. angel in this episode. Angel is very He's just sitting oh, in that Oh, crypt this is the episode angel. I just remembered when she runs into him again. Yeah, in the crypt. <sighs> Same spot as before. He, she says, why don't you fight them yourself? And he says, because I'm afraid. And that is the weirdest out of character. That, what yeah. would Angel be afraid of other vampires? When was he ever? He's like, oh, made yeah. me so mad. Because yeah, it's that's so what, weird. That's a definite continuity. But you have there. to excuse... First, especially first episodes, but sometimes even first seasons, like Parks and Rec's first season isn't real. Yeah. Uh, so, like, for continuity, stuff like that, okay, we give it to you. But also, I think people have, like, apologists have been like, oh, but you remember Angel was, like, a scummy oh, bum rat? Who, there's no uh, apologist to this. Didn't yeah. know anything. Your apologies are not welcome here. Like, it's just, oh, They're yeah. not my apologies. No, the, no, I know, I know. <laughs> but the, those are the kind of things where you, there's no basis in the text no. when he says that. It's like... That doesn't make sense for no. for Angel. And Angel that's fine, because you thought Angel might go down a different path. I get that. He could. He could have very well done that. His backstory is robust enough yeah. to work with. But you never knew you were going to have your own show. You never knew you were going right. to roll down this whole path. You, you didn't never know you were going to make it past season one of Buffy. Yeah. Exactly. No, so I totally, I forgive him for that. Absolutely. <laughs> I love when he says, don't put yourself at risk. 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 <laughs> we got the rules right. Yes. Buffy and Angel are sweet (laughs) in this episode. That took a long time. Buffy and Angel are very cute. Oh, he gives her the cross, which shows up a lot. I think that was in the previous episode, actually. My bad. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's true. But but also when they showed up, it's just like, aren't you going to, you know, say... Good luck. And then he weirdly waits till she leaves. Good luck. I know, but I thought that was... Well, here's my my exact note was, uh, sweet, I don't want to sour, but how it will... I really love this right now. Oh my god! So, what happens now? The oracles are giving us back today. Turning back time so I can kill Mora before his blood makes me mortal. When? Another minute. Minute? No, no, it's not enough time. We don't have a choice, it's done. How am I supposed to go on with my life? Knowing what we had, what we could have had. 
you won't. No one will know but me. Everything we did. It never happened. It did. It did. I know it did. You are mysterious. I mean, you show up twice. Right along the moments you're supposed to be there. Oh, and who would pick Riley over him? I want to hear from some Riley apologists is what I want to hear from. You know, tweet us. I mean, get a fucking, I guarantee you Riley apologist is definitely a Twitter. Our Twitter handle is beat me pod. At beat me pod. Yeah. When does that line even come in? If the apocalypse comes. Uh, That's never kill a boy on the first date. I think we got two or three to get through. Oh, what is the episode called? It's called never kill a boy on the first date. Uh, Buffy dates Evan, I think his name is. See, I don't even know his name. Dude, it's only in this one episode. He's obsessed with uh, some poet. And nobody ever credits him as ever being a Buffy love interest, which is fair. Kind of like we don't count uh, Scott. I kind of vaguely remember Yeah, he's blonde. He's in some other stuff. Never kill a boy in the first You know what? I'm not. If we were doing it next week, I care. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't care anymore. So I'm going to initiate Swipe Watch. Which is going to be something going on. Screen wipe. Screen screen wipe. What did I say? Swipe. Swipe. Which, I mean, I think yeah. works. Yeah. So it's a screen swipe, whatever. Uh, so they did a really good one this episode where it was, you know, basically going from the underground tunnels into the library. I enjoyed that. I can't remember Buffy really using that all the time. Very sparingly. More right. Yeah. Not like I just that. think of Battlefield Earth and that oh, whole man, movie. I've never seen that. We have to drunk watch that immediately. When's our drunk watching podcast coming out? (laughs) (laughs) How exactly do you plan to do that? (laughs) Stupid humans. So anyways, Vapid Cordelia is vapid. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it was pretty bad. I thought it was I thought it was busy Phillips, as I said earlier. Um, the surfer dude. Whoa! Whoa. (laughs) The computers are like (laughs) It was incredible. Um (laughs) So I'm, I'm into learning more about these people, including Busy Phillips, Who's, as she's in I mean, as she's in Dawson's Creek. Right, we can talk about Busy Phillips. I, she's not in the show. We I think every time we see that character, we're just going to talk about what Busy Phillips was every doing. Every time Harmony slash Mercedes McNabb is mentioned, hey, what's Busy, Busy Phillips up to? And I'm really sorry for, I'm sorry for everything. You should be. I like that uh, Xander said that it's cool Buffy's a superhero. I like that. Because we're acknowledging that she is the real. Uh, I also want to say Jesse's the worst bait ever. I can't believe that they fell for Jesse. Like, I can take you to where you need to go. Also, this is continuity at its worst, which is the idea that Jesse would be able to control his vampireness mm. in two seconds flat. That's something that is contradicted over and over in the world, where it is something that has to be even learned over the course of a day i mean this guy was basically a master manipulator in one second to be able to get them to where they needed to go and then felt he had the balls to take on buffy Mm -hmm. like get the fuck out of here if the master thought that was going to work i mean you clearly are meant for the dustbin and that's exactly where you're going yeah because you deserve it because that's idiotic i'm sorry if the if the slayers are supposed to be that tradition Get the fuck out of here. So there's a, another uh, big continuity thing that happens here, weirdly, where they're in the tunnels with Jesse. They're trying to escape or the, the vampire. They're trying to get out, right? And yeah. Buffy's has to hold this door because there's the, you know, the, oh, the gang is coming that. from. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
and uh, she's holding the door. She's like, Xander, help me. Xander, help me. Buffy has the strength of 10 men. Yeah. Like, can't it? That's, that's the, her super strength is right. strength of 10 men, right? Well, she kicks somebody and they, Luke, and he flew across the room. So right. So she's holding this door and like, they're about to be cut loose. They're, they're, they're coming through and then Xander, help me. And so Xander oh. is able to be that 11th man strength that we needed to hold you know, back these vampires. I mean, this series could have stopped really quick. It's just like, him. right? Oh my God. I just thought that was so funny that like we needed that 11th man. I thought it was also, not only that was fucking patently absurd, <laughs> but when, when they, okay. So when Xander <laughs> does his flashlight up to the vent, the well-lit vent that everyone could see. <laughs> His flashlight did jack shit. Not only that, but when they got up to do it, Xander, 11th man strength notwithstanding, <laughs> struggle-bust his way up into this fucking vent. And instead of doing shit, Buffy could have just been like, whack on the ass and dude would have flown into the vent. <laughs> nope, just waiting for Xander to go in. Whatever. No help needed, Xander. Exactly. Just, 11th man strength. Exactly. He, uh, he can get it. This is, this is an appropriate amount of time because I'm going to get up there in four seconds. Yep. And I guess that also compares to the end where it's like, Xander, pull me out. Pull me out. Right. It's like you could have just gripped the ground, girl. And Come just on. Boom. Or just did a little little swivel of your ankle and that guy's flying <laughs> off. It's all so relative, yeah. you know. And I get it. First episode. But uh, fucking A. Why? What are we doing? Like just for tension. All right. Are we at the bronze yet? Are we going back to the bronze? We are going. We're going back to the bronze. I just I have three notes in a row that say the master. Uh. <laughs> uh so yeah, Luke and the master, their romance. It's romantic. It is. Um, I love that the stars are going to hide when the master comes out because he's going to be so powerful. Right. I'm going to say that the stars don't give a shit about vampires because I don't really give a shit about. They say something when he's like putting that stuff on his head, like I'm the vessel. That's very reminiscent of in season five, like. The, the key is the link. The link must be severed. Such is the will of God. But the, the vessel is the key. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, Fuck sorry. That's a deep cut. That. <laughs> so I thought of band candy when Giles had his tight little sweater on. I was like, oh, man, I would totally, I'd hit that. And Oh, you're talking about because Luke has a shirt that has no sleeves on it and you see his whole arm? What are you talking about? No, I'm talking Giles. He was just in the, in the library. He just okay. walked over in his nice little flannel. And like, it was tight. There's a tight flannel. I'll get a piece like, of Giles. I was All like, right. oh, yeah, Joyce, I totally That's understand why thinking. you would want to bone Giles over like being a mother. I get that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I understood in that moment why you would be a terrible parent. But I don't understand. I don't understand how this all happens. <laughs> so Joyce. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Joyce. Uh, I, my note here is actually pretty good. So Joyce, uh, mother of the year, obviously. Um, and, I, and I said that the stars, they do care. They care that Joyce is <laughs> trying. Uh, she says, quote unquote, the tapes all say, which I think tells you right off the bat Ooh. that you're not really trying to be a mom. Sorry. She's doing some self-help. She's trying. Well, oh. no, that's why she's hanging out with the inner gallery and stuff. It's like, I'm learning how to be a mom on the fly, which is fine. I mean, that's how people do. No, no begrudgment, but you're doing a really bad job. Like, legitimately, <laughs> she burned down a fucking gym. Yeah. You got to atone for that kind of stuff. And she she admits that. She's like, oh, is this happening again? And then she's like, no, which is what a teenage daughter would say. And then you lock it down. But instead, you're like... I'm going to go downstairs, and if you come, I'll make you dinner. If not, I'll think you're wallowing up here. <laughs> Goodbye. Definitely won't investigate this further. You're definitely still in your room. Worst mom. And and my note says, 
Buffy is just going to jump over Joyce like she did the fence. <laughs> because you can't stop her. Yep. Doug F- Bob Flutie tried to. <laughs> Doug Flutie tried to, too. Every, every, Flutie every Flutie tried to stop Every Flutie tried. Every Joyce tried. Fail. Epic fail. Totally done. Absolutely. Um, they do a great job with Cordelia. Um, I love I love the line where she's with her friends. I mean, she's supposed to be so vapid and terrible in this first episode. Uh, I love the line where she's like, not because it's expensive, but because it costs more. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I, you've got some takes on Cordelia. Well, the um, I, I love Cordelia. I think she's great. Uh, I love Cordelia, too, in Angel. There's an Angel, yeah. Well, she gets to be more of a character in Angel. She but does. even in Buffy, she has a lot of good moments. a thousandfold over. Oh, yeah. Over Angel and Buffy. Yeah. Um, especially in earshot um, oh, when they uh-huh. everybody she can hear everybody's thoughts and Cordelia says exactly what she's thinking. Yeah. I think that says a lot about her. I think that does. And yeah, even though she's that. like shitty and mean, she still takes care of them. Like when every Buffy gets like sexually harassed by somebody, she needs a ride. When um, during Buffy's birthday, I think it's checkpoint in season three, uh, where she loses her powers because Giles like drugs her, and oh, she's yeah. like Giles can't, like she finds out I can't believe you did this to me, and she's really really upset. And yeah. she's like Cordelia, can you give me a ride home? And she's like, Yeah, of course. Yeah, like Cordelia she cares. Like, I need a book for a report. La 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 la. I don't care. Then Buffy's well, like, it, she can instantly sense Buffy's tone, and she's like, Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah well, and that's I'll the beauty you. about Cordelia. It's like she's almost doing it because she just is legitimately a good person. Yeah. Doesn't really understand any machinations behind it. Yeah. So much just like. Oh, Buffy needs my help, of course. Even yeah. though she could, at the same token, be like, Buffy, you're Buffy in the, the worst. <laughs> I hate Buffy. Yeah. You know? And But she just, she doesn't really. Yeah. And same with Willow. I mean, all of it comes to, to fruition in a way where Cordelia becomes a good friend. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think the only way Angel kind of even functions as a show at first it's her, is yeah, her. Yeah. Because and I, Doyle. Doyle, I think, is clutch. Doyle, Doyle's clutch. Well, and yeah. R.I.P. Doyle. I mean, that's yeah. another, those are weird things where you weren't expecting something like that. Uh, in this episode or the previous episode, I can't quite remember, Cordelia says something about, like, offhandedly to her friend she's complaining, oh, oh my God, my mom has Epstein-Barr. <laughs> like, why couldn't she have a cool disease? Like, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, at least. And I was like, oh, what? Who? Okay, I've never heard of Epstein-Barr. Is this a, something that happened in the 90s that I just if wasn't you know, kind let of us know. Uh, apparently, it's like mono. It's all an offshoot of the herpes virus. Oh, no. That it kind of like affects your immune system, so you get fatigued off. How do I not know that? I don't know. I didn't know that either. Thanks, Cordelia. Another reason why Cordelia is the best. Now we know she's pretty great. Bar, and uh, why we're not going to get it because now we want to know what else is the best. Hmm. When Darla walks up to the bouncer in slow motion, that song that's playing. The '90s song being the '90s. I think it's Dashboard Profits that I can't find on Spotify, but. How are you That leads perfectly into the Cordelia line of, I didn't even think there was a band tonight because Luke and the vampires yeah, stormed the stage. Saw them. <laughs> That's fair. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a classic Buffy fight, which is just classic Buffy and classic fight. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's particularly terrible 
because it's the first just real one. Dumb weird flip onto the stage that they would never do again. Her banter is always like again, this is Joss Whedon. The the, the banter is top notch. Everything said in between is incredible. And we get way better with the fighting. Buffy kicked some ass. Yeah. And then got her ass kind of kicked by Luke. Right. And I love the teamwork, I gotta say. I love uh, you know, Z- Xander's working hard over here. He's trying to do some stuff with uh, what steak or whatever. Um, then Willow has her, you know, holy water, mm-hmm. fucking throwing some shit on stuff. But the swing shot of the camera coming up to Buffy from the credits. Oh yeah, it love is. it. So they like, say the, the world's going to end. It's not the end of the world, or it is the end of the world. Like four or five different times throughout these two episodes, which I noticed a lot. They're like, "Don't be dramatic, Buffy. It's not the end of the world." Jk, it's the end of the yeah. world. <laughs> Shout out to Joyce. And so my, my my last note is when Giles says, next time. And I thought, Giles, you're a dope hype man. You're basically <laughs> getting us ready. And then when they walked away, you then cast all the shade by saying, the earth is doomed. What because they they're you? goofy teenagers. And we he will say that again in the very last episode of what the show. What Seth Green think? We're not talking about Seth Green right now. His name is... Uh, Oz. Daniel Osborne, which we don't learn until season four that he has a first name. <laughs> so, does he show up in season three? Yeah, he's yeah he's in two and three. He's not. In the first jo- one. Well, I only say that because the the weird cage he gets in the cage. Oh yeah, the, the book cage. Yeah. And then I just remember the cage. Yeah, the and book cage because Giles all libraries have point. cages, right? <laughs> I don't know. Those are my just notes. Don't know. Yeah, that that's 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 the episode. Yeah. But that line where he says, um, yeah. "We're all doomed." At the, at the very last episode of season seven, the series finale, he says, "Are you fucking kidding?" Because they're walking away through what? Sunnydale High. Yeah. What? You know that? Yeah. yeah. Take it all back. Right. That was fucking full circle. Man. Awesome. Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, man, it's absolutely what happened. Because I don't know if you remember the very last episode of the show. I do, I do. They're all in the high school right before they're about yeah, to go yeah. into the basement to fight the Turakan army. Uh, they're walking away talking about something stupid, right? That or Stupid in Giles' eyes. Right. And he's standing back and he says, the earth is surely doomed. And, no shit. Then they go off to all fight. All right, catch 2023 when we cover this, <laughs> when we cover this episode. And we'll be talking about this moment. Where yeah. like, remember in the first episode? Remember the first episode. Well, second episode, I guess. Uh, Shows never work. And here never. I am, invisible to the eye. See, I need a new Not look. It's this whole eye patch thing. Oh, you could go with the full black secret agent look. The That was Welcome to the Hellmouth and The Harvest. <laughs> so glad we made it through. Taking them as one episode. What I'm going to try to do weekly, what Daniel and I both are going to try to do weekly, is rank the episodes. Uh, I'm going to try to be a little more strategic about mine. Yeah. Maybe a little serious, maybe a little silly. But we're going to try to tally up points to determine what, in fact, is the best episode of Buffy. Yes. Uh it's not going to be real. So a little but. bit more information. When we were first watching this, for some weird reason, I was just like drawn. By the end of the first season, I was like, I'm just going to keep track of this. So I have deep in my somewhere, Evernote, Google Docs somewhere, <laughs> is a list of, of all, I think, I mean, it's 144 episodes, right? I mean, we probably yes. combined a couple of them. 
Uh, I think we looked it up and we have 137. So there's 137 episodes with the combinations. I made a list of what they were. I have no idea what they were. It's been <laughs> it's been four years now at this point. So I'm just going to be putting them randomly on a board. You are going to have some straight up science, basically. So at the end of the day, once this whole podcast is over, we're going to have a whole whole setup where I I have my own rankings, you have your rankings, and we'll see where other people fall if they can have us move episodes up or down. So, Kelly, where where would you put this episode? It's it's tough. So I'm going to say we definitely get points for Cordelia wearing green pants. Uh, I think that uh, I'm going to say what is what is this out of? We'll say it's out of twenty. Sure, twenty sounds good. So she gets. We get three points plus three points for Green Pants. I would say it would be out of 144, which is the amount of episodes. Well, you just said 137 then. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. 137. Okay. So then she gets uh, 23 points for wearing Green Pants. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. And then we get Giles being introduced to the show, period. We're going to get plus 400 points. 400, okay. (laughs) Out of 144, he gets 400. That's fair. I think that's low, actually. Softer side of Sears outfit, minus 6,000 points. Uh, We get Jesse pretending to be a friend, minus 80,000 points. Uh, And I think the DeBarge reference... 74,403. DeBarge reference, minus... 30 points. <laughs> okay. Uh, but then, uh, new friendships, great show, everything starting, I'm going to say, plus whatever. Uh, how, wh- how negative are we? Negative 74,373. Okay, so I'm going to say plus 74,384 points. Okay, so that's, what, 50 points? I accidentally yeah. clicked the wrong button on sure. my calculator. So we're going to put that around there, So 50, 50 points. So you're going to put it in the 50s. I guess maybe higher. Let's add that little. We're going to say at the end of the day, this is probably a middling episode. I would say oh, okay. so around we'll the 80. Combined. Yeah. 80. Yeah. This, I mean, you gotta gotta think. This is the beginning of, of an adventure, right? If nothing else, we right. get all of our friends introduced. We're setting yeah, up everything. Fair, but, but if we take if we take the, I'm just gonna for devil's advocate reasons. I'm just gonna say this is like the first episode. I know. And it's think of all the first episodes of TV you've seen. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. It introduces so much. So you think it should be higher? I think it should be higher. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I your I mean, your math is impeccable. Right. Impeccable. Yeah. yeah. It's it's irrefutable, but I mean, yeah, that's true. But if you take the green pants, I mean, what about all the blue jeans that are worn? What about you know the masks, faces? I mean, there's so many other layers. But you get negatives for John Tesh, and that's true. But you get positives for James Spader, so it all kind of evens out. Yeah, but you want to go eighty. I mean, the reason we say this is that. We're 80s. Which one? Okay, you can see our list on our website, beatme.com. It might change. I wasn't super prepared for the power ranking. And also, it might not be beat me. I'm, that might be just a yeah, lie. So actually, follow words. us on Twitter yes. at beat me pod. Yes, that's beep me <laughs> pod. As in, if the apocalypse comes, beat me on a pager pod, and um, and you can get to our website from there because that will probably change. Yes, but on there you'll be able to see every single every time we pick a number, we're going to put it there, yeah. and we're going to try to defend ourselves. As this goes along. So you want to put in the 80s. 
80 what? Uh, I mean, high 80s, right? Fuck, this is disconcerting. What's yours? What is it? Which one? 80 what? I told you I wasn't prepared. Well, it do might change it. completely. I might change Just, it no, to... No, you can't change it. One it. Oh, then I don't... I, I'm not ready. What number? <laughs> what number? Uh, 116. 116. There you go. Oh, out of 137, no. I thought you were saying they're going to be in the eight, the number 80. I know, but I'm changing my mind. You're putting too much. I told you I wasn't ready. Oh, my God. You're going to put it in. You're going to, like, Beer Bad is going to take it over. You don't understand. Do you understand how many bad episodes (laughs) of Buffy there are? I can honestly say these two are not bad episodes of Buffy. Yeah, that's what I was saying. 116 episode. Oh, wait, what? Of 137, 116. So, like, uh, number one is the best you can do. Oh, oh. Oh, sorry. What the hell? You thought like I'm the body would be number one sixteen? No, no, no. The no, body sorry. is number one. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So okay. where does it fall? Number oh. one. Where on that list? See, we're doing it in a normal oh. way. You would rank things like prize first prize is oh, number one. Christ. I was doing it in the world where the episode with the highest number wins. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Oh my god! Oh. oh, we can make these numbers up as we go along and attach them to your list. No wonder you were so. Confused. You're at like fifty right now. So if fifty is going to put us into like the twenty territories, then these numbers are going to be very low. But that's where you're working from. So you, your math has determined fifty points has given you what a number? Where are we at in the thirties? Okay. Then, then no, I'm, I'm going to say forties. Yeah, forties. A 40s what number? 46. All right. Will 46. change. No, it will not change. 46 is where you put it. All right. All right. All right. 46. And in brackets, it's going to say 50 points. So keep in mind that that's where your points go. Whoops. Yeah, you fucked up on the points. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I am going to put this a little bit higher. I'm going to put it as episode 39. All right. For no reason. For no reason. Well, I know what kind of shit's to come. Okay. And I know what amazing stuff's going to come. So I'm going to slowly parcel this out. I also have a list, like I said, from 2013. So it'll be fun to see my list compared to this one. Thanks for listening to our very first episode of If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me. Uh, I just want to have a quick note about why we're doing this in the first place. Yeah. Um, so Daniel, why why do you want to do this podcast about Buffy the Vampire? Slayer? I love TV, and I always have been a huge fan of it. And I never I knew Buffy existed. I never thought to to do anything with it. And the chance, you know, meeting you and sort of being able to watch this, just you know, we just for f- some future reference on another podcast at some point. I mean, we've we've known each other for a long time. I had a great time watching this, getting drunk. And having these great conversations about why this episode was great, why it wasn't great. We developed an idea about TV. There's a Buffy school and there's an Angel school. And we watch shows like um, like uh, Mad Men, uh, Breaking Bad. You know, these are shows that we, we watched in totality. Sopranos, whatever. Game of Thrones even. And those are all Angel episodes. Those are shows that have so much continuity and they're so perfectly well done that you almost kind of don't know how to rank your top 10 or your bottom 10. But then there are shows like Buffy that are fucking, not only do they reach for the sky and maybe in some ways go above and beyond what normal TV does, but they also plunge the depths of the human soul (laughs) into what you're humanly capable of before it it becomes torture. And 
there's really nothing else like that except for maybe Bob Dylan that's <laughs> that's a TW pot um, yeah I think Buffy I think Buffy and Bob Dylan make sense and I think it's something that we're inherently drawn to because I think the best kind of art is the art that is something that's kind of made up on the fly and it's beautiful and it's real and sometimes it's going to be shit sometimes it's going to be great um, and sometimes consistency is not the greatest thing on planet earth and that's why I'm here I love the show because I watch Beer Bad for the body. <laughs> right. I watch, I watch Killed by Death for Once More with Feeling. Right. And without the two, there is no Buffy. It doesn't make any sense. So that's okay. why I'm here. And I can't wait to get to those and praise them to heaven and earth. But I also kind of can't wait for Killed by Death. And I can't <laughs> wait for, for Beer Bad. And I mean, God. The un, what? Reptiles? Reptile Boy. Uh, reptile Boy. I mean, yeah. Jesus. There's so many just clunkers. Just, just awful. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. The wiggle wiggles, if you will. The wiggle wiggles. So you, what are you, why are you here? Um, I love the show. It's has always been and will always be my favorite show of all time. I'll defend it forever. I can talk about it forever. And, um, you know, it's, gosh, I, I, I watched it, like I said, when I think when the fifth season started is when I, I started watching it live. And it was um, really important because I was in a small town in Colorado and seeing uh, a gay person on TV was just like, it, it was amazing. It was mind blowing. It was it, like, it helped me feel not isolated for the first time in a long time. And like, I, even if the people that also watch the show, which I was convinced for a really long time that I was the only person that watched the show. I like, for some reason in my 14 year old I mean, that's adorable. It's like, they brain, made this just for me. I, that's how it felt. It yeah. really did. And like, it's great. That's really what it's about. And it made me feel like, you know, I had a friend, I wasn't yeah. alone. And like that, that's something while I can definitely understand any criticisms of the show. I can understand why maybe it's not were, the best. You were somewhat taken aback when we talked at first. And I was just like, Yo, this episode fucking sucked, and you're like, "This is my heart." And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize we're on that level. Like, that was just garbage TV. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, and it's it's hard to extrapolate the two because for me, uh, you know, there are some even moments that I have where I'm just like, I have goosebumps, and you're like, "What? What the fuck is that?" I mean, mm-hmm. we all see it so very differently, yeah. and I think we generally have kind of the same idea over the years as to where we are, but. It is kind of bizarre, yeah. you know. And you have a, so much of a backstory with this, and the same thing with Bob Dylan. Before, it's like you, you're never going to convince me that you know this song is terrible or that's that because that's just the way it is. Like this song means the world to me, and I get your criticisms, but you're not going to change my past. You yeah, know, the ten years I've spent listening to this. Yeah, and that's yeah, absolutely how I feel about here. the show. Yeah. You you just like can't take any of yeah. it away from. Like, me. You're open to the interpretations. Yes, but at the end of the day, you're going to sleep, sit down on your pillow. And just be like, well, I don't know why you sit there, but your head, your head can go on the pillow, and you're just like, I'm right. <laughs> I was always right about this all along. So I'm Fuck actually like, not only am I stoked to be talking about Buffy because I can never not talk about know, Buffy. It's, so it's fun, like right? it's great, uh, but I'm it's also like we're sitting in our chairs, you know, here in Portland, <laughs> yes, watching and TV, just watching TV. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it really feels like that. Um, but I, my hope would be that um, people that also maybe feel the same way when I do, who were yeah. isolated watching the show, that like. Could reach out and be like, "Hey, I I think you're right," or I completely disagree, and I would love to have discourse with Buffy fans because yeah. I didn't forever. Like, I didn't know anybody that was watching it when I was watching it. And it'd be really fun to have that, even 20 years later. Well, even 20 that, years later, yeah, you might not know anybody that will listen to Buffy, but we definitely do. And you mm-hmm. can throw your all the shade in the world at me, and then you can show all the praise right to Kelly, and we can just <laughs> just bask in it. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, the show is incredible. It really is a staple of. 
TV. And, and going forward, we're definitely going to talk about TV currently. And I think we'll probably yeah. do some podcasts along the way where we talk about TV that we watch now yeah. um, as we go. But it, it's interesting to note how, how unique Buffy is. It's still, 20 years later, Buffy is very unique yeah. in the American television lexicon. Yeah. And it, it's a very singular experience. I still think it's very relevant today. Mm-hmm. I think going forward, we might need to address, like, younger audiences watching this because I don't know. It's yeah, very different be, from television. Like, I wonder if people can get into this. I wonder if kids time. get into this. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that must we kind of said off off air, but, like, yeah. I wonder if that's why Fox chose to do, to do the widescreen format and, and try to allure new. Yeah, I would love to hear yeah. from somebody who's, like, 12 or 13. Or, yeah. well, I mean, I 12 or 13, but, like, like, 14 or 15, you know, like I was when yeah, I was no, discovering no, 15 it. or 16. Okay, whatever. 17 or 18. Wait, just let me finish. But 18 or 18. 19. <laughs> 20 or 21. Wow. Let me oh, finish. Okay. <laughs> ah, this reminds me of the HR convention last fall. Oh, yeah, with Bernie and Ephraim. That was hilarious. Really, really funny. Really funny. My last and final hope for this show is that Cameron Esposito one day hears it and then wants to be on this show, and then I can die happy. That was it. That was our very first episode. I'm so excited to keep going forward. You don't know. Oh, my God. That's another conversation we have to have. I'm sorry, Cameron Esposito and and, and Rhea Butcher uh, together. Please forgive. He's just the man. He doesn't. And uh, thank you for listening. If you want to get a conversation going with us, please do. We are at BeatMePod. On Twitter. On Twitter yes. Or beatmepod at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, so let us know what hot takes you have about the very first and second episode yes. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Please stick with us. We're going to roll through the whole damn show. Thank you. Daniel? That's it. We're going to go by the show as it premiered in 1997. So we're going to keep going every month. And On so the original I think it air date. Yeah. June 2nd. Yeah. So. Yeah. We look forward to seeing you for the next six years. Yeah. Like you're watching Buffy for the very first time, only yeah. you're not. You're an adult. You're living your life. <laughs> Get back to work. See you next week. You suckers are going down. They're going to wipe their asses with your serves. Piss all over your faces. Okay, bro. Oh, 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 oh. That's we true. Got, we-